up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Get on up. Sports Radio 92 on the game, 92 on the game.com. Greg, on this Saturday morning, the uh, 23rd day of July, we say to you, good morning, Georgia! And a good morning to you find folks in Hateville. Not Hateville, Hateville. Yeah, that's what I said. Home of the Hornets. Home of the Hornets. Home of the Hornets. Hornets. I think he's still sleeping. I had to turn his mic on. What's wrong? Who's Mike? Oh, hey. oh yeah. Oh, see, that was me for a while. That yeah, was you. All right, my bad, my bad. <laughs> now you, home, let's home, start. Home let's home. start again. All right, Hapeville. Hapeville. H a p e v i l. That's what I said. And you control of the board stays with Mr. Crenshaw. Home of the Hornets and home of the like, uh, big car plant down there, mm-hmm. Porsche plant, and um, and of course uh, the Dwarf House, uh, Chick Fil A. Is there something now re- makes me believe I said this last week? Yeah, because I remember hearing that story last week. The Dwarf House, yeah. and I'd questioned you about it. Why are you so, questioning about it? Because I, I, I have to remember that because I'm not a frequent visitor down on that side oh, of town. Oh, there's stuff that's on the menu down there. Yeah, and you're talking about hamburgers you and things burger, like that. Man. You, go there, you go there and get breakfast uh, this morning. You want to go there to the grill? They fix you a big waffle and whatnot. It's, it's, Speaking it's of which, at some yeah. point during the show, I'm yeah. going to help out Chick-fil-A. They, 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 they need help? They need – well, they, they – I'm going to help them out. They need help to me. <laughs> but see, that's how you continue to grow. You know, you don't stay stagnant in, in, in what you're doing. Oh, you, they definitely didn't do that. No, that's what I mean. So I'm helping them grow. And, and and it has to do with what they have now <laughs> um, done. They have rewritten how to do a drive-thru. Well, absolutely. They have showed everybody, yep. you know, there's there's a better way to make a, you know, a mousetrap. And along those lines is where I'm going to help them. I, I, you'll see what I mean, you, okay. and you'll understand it. All right, but there is a there is an arrogance there that needs to be addressed. Okay, and I'm going to help them out a little bit because I don't think they realize they they grew so fast and didn't they close on Sunday when I try to call them? No, hey. <laughs> but, but, How many times you get your mouth? Well, see, a lot of folks are used to it. I'm still not used to it. I actually have to take a second and remind myself and get my mouth all ready for some Chick Fil A and go. Oh, it's Sunday. You still do that? Mm-mm. I've never done that. Okay. They always, never? They've always been closed on Sunday? Well, we know that. I'm right. saying you get your mouth ready, though. You just think about, boy, this would taste good today. Nah, I can't have you just You just mentally can eliminate the thought <laughs> of Chick-fil-A on a Sunday. What's wrong closed. with you, Becky? Of course, everybody thinks about it. No, you don't. It's know. like you think about food that you grew up even in Birmingham you can't get here in Atlanta. Well. Right? You know what? I think that's what it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> okay, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 <laughs> Game. 929Game.com. Go ahead. Yep, yep. No, no, this week, uh, of course, I was down at Media Days, uh, SEC Media Days, and we're going to get into that. We're going to do a oh, deep dive. Oh, yeah, into we that, got so, a lot of that. A uh, whole lot of stuff uh, to, to talk about. It, it wasn't what a lot of people thought it was going to be, but it was still interesting, still a, a, an event. And um, Buffalo Rock is a drink that's like a, a ginger. Say that again? Buffalo Rock. Okay. Is a drink that is made in Birmingham. That's that's like um, oh, what's the the stuff you can get here? The red, the it's, it's like a, a ginger 
type. Okay. okay. Not a soda. It, it was like a soda. It, it is a soda. Drink, drink soda. Yeah. Got some but carbonation it, in it. And it's, and it's strong. You drink it, it's like, you know, bubbles go up your nose. <laughs> and so he used to drink this as a kid, you know. Was, and so I've kind of rediscovered it as an adult. But you go to Birmingham, you find it in certain stores. And so Dr. Pepper is the official soda for, for the SEC. Okay. SEC championship game, whatnot. They cover up all the Coca-Cola stuff in and right. play, they play the game over there, Dr. Pepper. Throw the football in a little Dr. Pepper hole. Dr. Pepper thing. And a little dude come out, this week. No, he don't come out, but but anyway. <laughs> how, do they, how does he not get sued by the Prince Foundation? How does that happen? Go ahead. Know. All right. <laughs> you know who that is, right? Uh, yeah, I, I know exactly. Okay. I know his daddy. Uh, um, really? Yeah. Oh, a deep dive But But anyway, the, the people who were there, the guy who had on a shirt that said, Dr. Pepper, and on the other side, he had Buffalo Rock. I said, "Really?" I said, uh, "I said, why don't you bring some of that with you?" They didn't. That, that wasn't in the fountain. You know, right. the fountain was, was certain drinks they have in the fountain for you. And so uh, he says, "No, but he said we have it at stores all the way up to Camp Creek." Now I've been on Camp Creek. I never seen Buffalo Rock in any store. I, not like I'm on Camp Creek all the time. I was going to say, and you don't go in every gas station or whatever. But they say it's all the way up to there. Usually, I wait till I go to. Bur-. He said, "But you know, you can order it online." I said, "Really." <laughs> <laughs> Made a discovery. You should see this face he just came up. Like made, he just discovered made, plutonium. Made, made a really? Really. You can, you, can, you can order Buffalo Rock. So I, I remember to do that. And send You haven't yet? Send some to my nieces. They love it. Mm, okay. You, you know, that's just, that's all. That's all. That's, that's all. something, I, 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 again, a little something I didn't know about, but I'd never heard of that product before you know, and didn't know that was a part next of your time, use. Next time I, I, I get some, I'll, I'll bring, bring in and share some with you. Okay. All right, we'll do that. We'll do that. Let's talk about what happened last night after it got through raining. I didn't see any rain, but the game oh, held up. Oh, yeah, I The did. rain held up the game yeah, did, for a for, while last a night, minute. the Braves game. Yeah. Right? It wasn't like the, it, yeah, it, it held it up, but it didn't stop the pitching duel that was in place. That continued. Yeah. For a little while. It did. <laughs> it had and, a shelf and, life, and you were though. Wondering, you were wondering, like, when is somebody going to do something? But that, but listen, you got your money's worth because a lot of people who never have and probably figure they never would see Otani here in Atlanta yeah. went out there and saw him do his thing. Understand the press box was packed last night. I would imagine. I would imagine. He, and he, he delivered. He, he, he doesn't get to the East Coast that often. No, well, he really? gets to the East Coast. He well, just don't stop in Atlanta. Yeah. They, they, play, they play the Yankees and they play, you know, Boston. Boston, and they, okay. Yeah. Right. Tampa Bay. He can probably go down to Tampa Bay and see him. But we hadn't seen him delivered right. here. And he delivered. He did exactly what you would th- A great pitcher, starting all-star, right? But I put that loss on the manager. Of, Why? Uh, of Because – I've heard John good. Smoltz. He, he, was, he was in command. I've man. heard John Smoltz. Oh, I've heard goodness. other pitchers talk about he was that third time through the rotation. Dude was for spinning t- it. Yeah, but okay, be that as it may, yeah. as as the Hall of Famer said, when you get to that third time through a rotation, especially a team who knows how to make adjustments, and by the way, a team who just came off winning the World Series. And also with a guy in your in your clubhouse Who's faced him before? There you and go, Matt Olson. Matt Olson, and he took him deep and who too. Who was the one that, that who 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 scalded him? You know what I mean? A home run. He's seen him before, and said, and and probably said something to the effect of, of "We get this guy to the seventh inning. If he's still in this game, look for this. Approach him this way." Whatever was said, it was like somebody opened the floodgates that third time through the rotation. And that's what happens. And and that's why you have the specialty baseball right now when you get these starters 
with the exception of people like Scherzer or Verlander, well, well, tiny last night, but you take them out. As you get to that, sometimes you take them out. You don't always do it, but you take them out, and especially when Olsen hit him the way he did. It was just two to nothing at that point, and he left him in there. And that's one of those calls that the manager has to make. But I would have, I would have yanked that dude. I really would have. Six, uh, six in the third innings, uh, scattered six hits, gave up six runs, struck out eleven. Yeah, but you only but, walked one. Huh? I, he, he, he was on his game. How many times have you seen a no hitter thrown in, late into a game, and then he gives up that one hit, and then after that, <laughs> everything goes sideways. The team jumps on him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and you know, you know, no, because most of the time, like you said, the manager will go and get him. You know, right, most but, of the time, when something like that happens, he has to go get him because the floodgates yeah, open. But, but, you, but you don't let it get to that point. Sometimes yeah. you've seen that somebody once they give up that first hit, they get in a bad pitch counter, maybe walk the next guy, and the man says, "Okay, all right, you you, you pitched into the eighth inning, the ninth inning. Let somebody come in here and and and, uh, and take over." That what happened last night. Charlie Morton goes six. Fool, another uh, solid outing for him. Yeah. He struck out seven, nothing to sneeze at. Oh, it was a pitcher's duel. Only gave up it two absolutely hits. Absolutely was. You know, only gave up two hits. And, uh, you know, the Braves come through with a 8-1 win to come back from the All-Star break. Uh, big crowd out to see last night. Big, you know, as, you go, as they, all the games are right now. But especially with a team that you rarely get to see in town. and a, uh, a Still no Mike Trout. No Mike Trout. <laughs> you know, and you wonder, well, what do you do with this team? Because um, I was listening to, to Chip Carey last night, and he mentioned the fact that Otani had made a statement about he had put all of his starts, all of his starts from here to the end of the I season. Saw, I don't know what you're going right, to say. Right. Perfect Lined place, it up. It lined it up to, to, to be prepared for the playoffs. Right. And I'm like, what playoffs, man? You know, and, and, and you, you try to try and instill something in your team, probably, and the guys in the clubhouse. Right. They're, they're like, hey, this guy still believes. Because we forget the start this team got off to. They got off to a hot start, and everybody said, "Whoa, maybe this year we'll finally see the Angels, you know, break through and be a playoff team. We get to finally see, we get to see Otani in the playoffs. We get to see Trout in the playoffs, and they just took a nosedive. Yeah, got rid of Joe Madden's gone. Yeah, fired the manager. They sit twenty-two games back. Twenty-two games back, and these guys were right at the top to start the season. So uh, you know, he made that statement, and he scheduled his starts." But man, you know, and it ain't gonna get any easier because word is that San Diego's gonna scoop up Juan Soto from Washington. Wow! Pull him out there, make him a part of that lineup, and Tatis gets back with Manny Machado there and him. Now, obviously, pitching is what gets you the chip, but that row of hitters staying healthy ain't nobody going to face them. Dodgers don't want to face them. Yeah, Dodgers. You know, it Houston. Don't, and Houston's the one. That, you know, people, we talk about, listen, nobody's talked word one about Minnesota. Minnesota leading the Central. They're good. Right? <laughs> nobody's saying nothing we about that. Our homeboy hit the home run. I mean, everybody talked about, you know, um, you know, um, Giancarlo Stanton hit the home run. Right. Who was the guy that came behind him? You know, guy from Georgia. You know, Byron Buxton. Okay. Who got off to a great start this season. But he's had the hardest time staying healthy. He's had the hardest time staying throughout his career. Right. What a phenomenal talent, and I was so happy to see him play an all-star game and get some spotlight on it. If he, if Mike Trout is one, this di- Buxton is two as far as best players in the league, all-around best players. Now, M- Mookie Betts got a little something to say about Mookie that. Betts has got some age on these guys, though. I'm saying hit the tread on his tire is long. Mookie Betts, you could put into an argument four years ago when he signed that contract while he was still in Boston, which is why he got that money. Right. Now I don't know that he still is. Yeah, he's a top-ten player. But I'm talking about the guy who nobody talks about, Buxton, as you said. Nobody talks is about right this there. guy. 
and he's that kind of talent. He's just had a hard time staying healthy. But right now with the Twins rolling, him being there, watch and see what happens, man. Watch those guys smoke going down the stretch. I want to I bring this up and remind me to bring this up later on um, in the show. But since we're talking baseball, mm-hmm. and within the last week or so, there's been a lot of conversation, especially during the All-Star game, uh, Rachel Robinson, Hunter's birthday, they acknowledge that, talking about Jackie's contribution, yeah. mm-hmm. which they regularly do. Mm-hmm. But you know what I don't hear? I mean, baseball people, especially historians, they know of this. You know of this. But I think it's worthy of mentioning, because today would have been his birthday, that you can make an argument that none of the Jackie Robinson achievements, um, his worth to not just baseball but to society – doesn't happen without one act, and that was Pee Wee Reese walking up to him and putting his arm around him. Yeah, you agree? Because that's when he got accepted, not only by his teammates, but the people who watched. Now, obviously, it wasn't televised back then, but that story was it permeated through baseball. And listen, it didn't knock down all the fences, no. but it was as important a piece of Jackie Robinson's time in Major League Baseball is anything because something had to happen. Somebody had to do it. Yeah, somebody had to do that yeah. to it because if everybody just stayed back and like, hey, listen, this dude, he's a great player, but we ain't accepting him. Pee Wee Reese walking up to him and putting his arm around him on the on the diamond yeah. and letting everybody see it was a seminal moment in, 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 in baseball. But also, I absolutely believe that you can argue that if that doesn't happen, we don't possibly talk about Jackie Robinson the way we do. Would you agree? Is that a fair statement that we, may not, we can if he, if, he, if he didn't, then somebody else didn't do it. You know, but, but, but somebody, he did but it. Somebody had to, had to step forward and, 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 and make a, that gesture. And a, and, a, and a man who was entrenched in, from coming south of the Dick, Mason Dixon line. Yeah. Uh, the fact that. You know what I mean? That was and, part and, of it, too. And, and, and being a southerner. Yeah. Absolutely. So, anyway, this would have been Pee Wee Reese's birthday. Okay. Remember his first name? I didn't know it either. Oh. Harold. Harold? Harold Pee Wee Reese. Shortstop for he the used, Brooklyn He used Dodgers. to come on baseball telecast. Yeah, he did. With Dizzy, <laughs> was that, was that with, Mel Allen thing, Dizzy, too? No, with Dizzy Dean. Dizzy, Dizzy, Dizzy Dean, Dean and Pee Wee And at the seventh inning, Dizzy Dean would do something special at the seventh inning stretch. And that would be? Sing the Wabash Cannonball. <laughs> really? Why are you laughing I, about that? Because I, I, when I woke up this morning, the last thing I thought I would hear is somebody saying the Wabash Cannonball. Because I just when I hear that, I think of Beverly Hills. Listen Hillbillies. to the whistle, rumble, and the roll. Yeah, yeah, just, just give me another, give me another no, little bit no, more no, of that. Sir, that's enough of that. <laughs> we have we have flattened scrubs in here in a minute. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game, ninety two nine The Game dot com. As you heard uh, us mention earlier, boy, we're gonna be talking some college sports here throughout the show, laced. Throughout the sport, and we're going to talk Media about a, and we're going to talk about your hometown. Yeah, Chicago got themselves a race, and and what that's going to be like. And so Adam Alexander is going to join us. Also going to talk about, and and this is one of those that we will leave a whole lot of stuff on the table because we're probably not as big a wrestling fans as a lot of you listening. But what is the significance? What's the legacy? Where does he line up in, in the pantheon of? of who, Sports who, who, owners. Who, who are we talking about? Vince McMahon. Okay. Retired. So yeah. I was leading up to that. I know I went to New York by way of Phoenix. Sorry about that. We'll be back in a minute. Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. One strike for Matt Olson. Swing, fly ball, hit high in the air, deep right field. Track, wall, Braves lead.
Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Sam and Greg, how you guys doing? Yay! Yep. Yay! Eric. Eric Slaughter, our producer. Yay! I'm all right. Welcome back. You had a little, you had a little home trip. We'll find out more about that during Eric's role, which comes up at 740. But everybody took a trip. No problems. Get your luggage back okay? Didn't land. Didn't I, go. I to- carried on, brother. I took your. I took your advice and carried on. <laughs> told, man. man, the 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 pictures of the luggage backed up at some of these airports is just ridiculous. The one and, and Heathrow is the worst. Yeah. Imagine oh, it, coming yeah. from a, yeah from Europe and you got to wait and you find out your bags are in Singapore and they got to come back and then Delta had to send a flight. They sent a plane to Heathrow just to pick up luggage. Say, just to pick up luggage and bring them back. And I think the first stop was in Detroit. Ask me why. I have no idea, but. They had stuff just just spewed everywhere. So anyway, we're going to find out what's up with Eric later on. You just heard the call, Braves. Um, just one of the many highlights from last night's game. That was um, Olsen's two-run home run. That's what that's what got it started. I mean, it was it was a graded bat prior to that, and, and now all of a sudden I can't think of who it was. It was it wasn't Lacuna? Uh, who was who's up before him that worked the count? And uh, got, Dansby. Dansby. That was mm-hmm. it. Dansby worked the count and got a walk, and then. Psh, Olsen jerked one out. By the way, that's one of those things they may talk about on Unwritten. Did you know about? You think they might? (laughs) Yes. On Unwritten. You know about Unwritten, right? Dive into the history and culture of baseball's unofficial rule book with Unwritten, hosted by uh, former players Ron Darling, Jimmy Rollins. And like I said, they do a deep dive into this stuff everywhere. You can download Unwritten on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Put that off to the side there. Yeah. Did you, um, before we get back into the Braves, your thoughts on from start to finish or anywhere in the middle of the All-Star game? Because we haven't touched on that yet. Yeah. Um, Good. The home run derby was kind of like what I thought, except, um, you know, Alonso didn't win. Cunha didn't last either. No, I didn't think he would. You know, I, I was I was almost wishing that you know the, the, the Austin Riley could have tagged them. They let Austin Riley. I I, 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 I think <laughs> I think I think Austin Riley would have won it if he would have been in. Really? I still think Austin Riley, if he had been allowed to be in the home run derby, would have won it. But it made it interesting, especially when they kept Pujols in there. That he was managed, fun. He managed to hang around. He managed to hang around, and you know that that made it fun and a good way. You know, it was great. Well, Schwarber choked. He, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he, he <laughs> let Big Albert, you know, get. Yeah, it was that was a good story. Did you hear the national anthem know that for that for that baseball? I mean, the home run derby. It was it was not it was not Whitney like it was not Marvin Gaye like it was. was he, it? he 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 brought it back around, but it was it made people sit up in the beginning of it. It was. You know, and, and, and I didn't, nobody knew who he was. I didn't know who he was, but that doesn't mean anything. Okay. The people in the room, there were some 20 they didn't know who he was. And my thought was, man, well, see, I can imagine that, you know, L.A. probably having a hard time finding a singer of note. <laughs> you think? You know, I can understand them having a problem finding somebody who could sing out there. Nah. Um, but, yeah, it was, I just thought the whole thing was okay. And that's fine. Nobody got, you know, there were no injuries. Everybody came back. Everybody's okay. Injury free. Right, it was fine. And and it was just kind of, you know, okay. It was nice. Like a, the last two All Star games, late in the game, Ozzy Albies got in there last year, and and he didn't disappoint. He got himself a hit, made himself a good play in the field. So he represented the Braves nicely. Acuna leads off the game, 
jerks one right down the line. I mean, faster than anything that was hit that whole game. Yep. Gets down to second base, and then um, he's driven in. So, I, you know, Braves players fared well. It was nice seeing both Contreras brothers there. Right. That was cool. That was neat. I had forgotten the last two – I had forgotten the last brothers that played in an all-star game. Alomar's, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had, for, I had forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I hadn't but did you, remember but, there were so many, were too. Were you okay with the unis? I'm done. I, and I realize what they're doing. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're marketing. They're right. marketing. Everybody, everybody's going online and buying them while the game's happening. I get that. Right. You know That's I mean? why I don't have a problem with it. It's like Pro Bowl uniforms. It's like the, Actually, it's not even Pro Bowl. I'm not sorry. Pro Bowl, you actually wear your home or away. It's them Thursday Pro night Bowl. games. No, Pro, Pro Bowl. You Sometimes wear, you wear, they you do that. Jersey, you wear your own helmet. Right. Okay. You wear your team helmet, but you wear but those are you know, jerseys those are, the same. Remember Thursday baseball night games? Is always, baseball is always, you know, used to be the all-star game where people wore their team's exactly. uniforms. And that was, to me, that was great to see all the different colors and whatnot. That was great. But I realized they're doing marketing stuff. So that makes them just like the NBA or the NHL. Yeah, or, or, so I ain't got a problem with it. I mean, it, it, they've been calling them softball uniforms for years. So what else are you going to say? <laughs> you know, somebody's going to get up, as you said, and buy them. Yeah. Um. But last night the Braves got this win, and and we we, we you know we figured out we talked about who made a difference in that clubhouse. Probably Matt Olson, mm-hmm. that knew Otani, and ended up getting to him. And here's what he had to say about the about the win coming back from the All Star break. Yeah, he's obviously a really talented arm. Um, you know, was just able to to get a pitch over the middle. He didn't make too many mistakes tonight, um, and uh, glad I did something with it. We did talked to his mama. Did. It's so what we did. We, did, we, did. <laughs> we talked to his mama. You know, and I'm sure she's uh, she, she, she could have been nicer. Yeah, you, know, you know, and she's real proud of her baby right now. But you know what? He has just been hitting the ball for the last two to three weeks. He's been really ever since the Dodgers came to town. Mm-hmm. What I tell you? you I've know, been saying I've been I've been singing this song. Last, and now is not there's no more looking forward to seeing Fred until nope. o- until October. Nope. So I mean. I'm not saying that's the main reason why he's doing well, but it just happened to coincide with him coming to town, getting that old deal done, and he's going out there and he's playing ball. And this is when the, the, the cream, as you say, you know, as they say, rises to the top. These guys are professional hitters, and we're halfway through the season, and he took full advantage of a guy who wasn't used to. I mean, listen, Otani goes out and does what he does, and it works regardless of who's wearing the uniform that he's facing. But you have some people on the other side that know how to stop them, and they know how to look for certain pitches. And now that we're into this second half of the season, take advantage of it. Now, we don't know. The Angels may come back and sweep this series. We hope that doesn't happen. But the draw was last night. Everybody was prepared, not only getting ready for this guy, because you you didn't come from across the country. You didn't just finish a series with the Giants, fly home, and then have to take on the Angels. They had a few days to look at some tape of this dude. And get ready. And it ain't like the guy who's the manager, he's been a little bit busy too, but he knows how to read these types of young phenoms coming through the league. He's watched them. He knows there's certain little intricacies to to, to, to great players or up-and-coming great players that somebody like a Snitker, like a Bobby Cox, like a, a, a Leland, you think, you know, even La Russa to some extent. Yeah, yeah can see and they know. And you take a chance. It may not always work, but the majority of the time – you approach it this way, given that advice from that seasoned veteran, it works. Along yeah. with that, also, like I said, haven't seen this dude before. Ain't scared. Yep, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. So, you know, the Braves get the win. Today they're going to have Cal Wright 
uh, going for him tonight, and we we'll see uh, you know what he's able to do. He's eleven and four. Remember, he got his eleventh win before the All Star break. Uh, it was simply incredible. So you want to see him pick up where he goes. Yeah. But now that you have Morton pitching the way you expected Morton to pitch, you know that's what you expected from him. His season got off to a little bit of a bumpy start, and uh, seemed like he's rounded into form going into the second half, which is what which is what the team needs, what they're looking for. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. And what I tell you about, what's his face over there in New York? And I, this is one of those games where I would have walked away if somebody even gave me the money to put a bet down. Because I got no confidence. I don't care what his record shows, but when it comes to a big game, one of the last dudes I'm relying on is Hugh Darvish. And he's been around. You, uh, you laugh yeah, at me, but no, you heard me say I that know. forever, you're, man. You're, you're I just can't rely him. on this dude. I don't <sighs> – he shows you glimpses of greatness, but yet overall there's no consistency to it. So yesterday I'm thinking, well, if I had some money, he's going up against Max Scherzer, right? Scherzer's going to win this game. But what have I said about Scherzer, right? Yeah. All-time great. He's going to dance into the Hall of Fame. But this dude is another one. He's like one of the he's like the greatest, one of the greatest regular season pitchers of all time. And you know I say that about batters too and players. A Rod. Yeah. A yeah. Rod. Cheater or not. What, 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 you just say it about, about Kershaw, too. Kershaw, too. Well, you know, and then last year he got it done, but he got it done with, with the help of a lot of people. But in the past, he's had opportunities when he really was the most dominant pitcher in baseball. Sometimes things just don't work out for you. But, but Scherzer will give up that home run late in the game, even when he's making you look silly. And he did it here. Now, the Mets had enough runs on the on the board already to where it didn't affect the final score, but they got it handed to them last night. So where are we at today? What did I say? Going into the second half of the season, we sat two and a half behind. Now we're a game and a half behind the Mets. Behind. And we got, what, nine games with them coming up soon? Yep. Dang, we're we can go out and handle the business this weekend. Of course, they are, yeah. they are the Sunday night game tomorrow night, so uh, everybody else gets done playing and then they play. Uh, prime time tomorrow night, talking about Padres and Mets. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Uh, what was this madness with Toronto? Well, wait, I got to finish the thing here, man. What the heck I, happened? I got to finish this thing here. Oh, I got to do the official stuff here. Uh, now, where was that? I got to start all over again. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. And, well, what were you going to say? Just I lost to, my train of thought. Toronto and Boston. Yeah, 28 runs. It'll be a two to one matchup today. It, it will. You know that's gonna happen. You're right, right, right. right. <laughs> it'll be two. It'll be two to one. I called that one time with with um, with Tracy. We were watching the Tigers game, and the Tigers just blew them out, or one of the teams blew out the other one the game before. And I said, "Watch and see what happens in this game. It's gonna be three to two. And I was dead on. Whoa. It was three to two. <laughs> Drove her crazy. Whoa. Drove her crazy. Um, Want to remind you, we got Adam Alexander who's going to join us, talk some NASCAR, but also talk about NASCAR landing in Chicago there. They're right there by the Bears. State. How, how, how the spotter's going to work that? Listen, I'm going to tell you what I got on the phone this week. I, I, I already got some people looking to get a job, looking to get me hooked up, by extension, you if we could. But we may sit out this first one. Uh, yeah, let them, I, let them I work out. I want to see it. I want to see it too, but I, I don't know see that it, man. you got to work out the kinks of the first one. Because see, here's the the thing about anything big happening in a city like that, the union boys gonna make sure that they get the best seats well, and all yeah, that, that taken well, care. Of. I'm just saying. So once you get past and know how they're gonna have their fingerprint on this, 
then the next time you'll know how to maneuver and get around it. Because, see, that's what everybody's saying. That's what I've been talking to my friends. They said, well, you know, Teamsters are going to have something to say about such and such and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you know, that's the case up there, and that's cool. But the hotel's are already filling up. The Congress Hotel, boom, already filling oh, up. Yeah. What you want to do is get Oprah's old place <laughs> in, in Lake Point Towers, which is that, which is that curvy, that rounded triangle Big building right on Lakeshore Drive. Okay. It looks – and it's – I don't know how many stories, but it's over 40. It's it's bigger than uh, Peachtree Plaza Okay, downtown. Not that'll, by much, but it's bigger than – so you can see that'll everything. That will be a neat place to um, – a very neat vantage point. So we're going to talk to Adam about that. Also, uh, Chris Mahler is going to – it was a little news in college football this past week, right? So just, we're going to talk, bit. talk to Chris about that. A little bit. And congratulations to Kirby. We yeah. haven't mentioned that yet. Yep. Kirby, he, Nick Saban is looking up. How about at that? Kirby's paycheck. How about that? They passed the hat around, got a few more. Said, All right, we'll make it right. Got to make it right. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna talk some college football with Kyle, uh, Chris Marler. Also, Corey McCartney gonna talk more baseball with him. And where does Vince McMahon land in your is whether it's Mount Rushmore or, or Pantheon. just Pantheon of American <laughs> sport owners? Or influencers. Okay, I'll give you that too. Sports influencers. Is he famous or is is he infamous? Oh, yeah, now. He's a little bit of both. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that coming up at 8 o'clock hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Dedicate one to the ladies. Sometimes they bay need something to keep you cool. Ah, now summertime's here, babe. Need something to keep you cool. Better look out now, though. Dave's got something for you. Tell you what it is. I'm your ice cream man. Sports Radio 929thegame.com. You know this one? Oh, my, my. I'm Van your Halen. ice cream man. Okay. Dave Van Halen. Yep. Call ice cream man. Okay. I say that because today is the anniversary of the first ice cream cone. The very first. The very first ice cream cone was was created today. It was at the St. Louis World's Fair in 1904. I couldn't really make the year up because it's like you know, the 96 <laughs> Olympics didn't happen yeah, in 2010. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the uh, St. Louis World. And that would make sense. That's when you, you know, all them new things they'd bring out. Right, right, It'd be right. at World's Fairs when they used to have World's Fairs. Yep. <clears throat> so there you go. Again, in, 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 in the world of everything, there was a start date. Well, absolutely. And this was yeah, a start today. Now, are you, are you a... I'm not much of a cone person. I'm more of a cup person. I was just going to ask you, a sugar cone or a regular cone? It's a regular cone. Re- regular cone? Yeah. Eric, you a sugar cone dude you know, or are you a regular cone dude? No, nah, I'm with Sam on a regular cone. No, me too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a sugar cone dude. I mean, Plus, isn't that... That's not... Called the waffle cone, don't is right? What's, well, what's the it's just like that, but there are different versions of it. But yeah, it's I don't like it how because the ice cream stops all toward the top there and then you got nothing but dripping at the bottom, and then you got to cut a hole in the bottom <laughs> and suck all that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'd be bothered with all yeah, that, man. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. I push my ice cream down into that little cup now, I get on the cone. That's it. Then I, I got my it's like having two cones. I thought ice cream wasn't on, on in, in the, the Greg. Uh, Why you would know? you think that? Why would you think I that? I thought you were being a good boy nowadays. Oh, I'm not eating now. I'm just okay. saying. Yeah. You know, if I had one, okay. they have the keto bars that I have, I've tried. Keto ice cream bars, and they're, they're actually not that bad. 
Really? Yeah. Okay. And and I've had them, and they don't they don't seem to boost my blood sugar that much. Okay. When I have them. Okay. So okay. just since you brought that up. Okay. But I've replaced all them with snow cones anyway. You know how that is. Yeah, <laughs> actually, that's more sugar that, than that, anything. That, I really should. Last should've... night, the snow. Last week, we were talking about the snow cone. <laughs> I, I'm coming to this event. You know, I see one thing. You got snow cone. Yeah, hey, that's you, right, man. You're very excited about that. that. Life would be better if every place you went to had a snow cone machine out in front before you walked in. <laughs> you think about that. If you could, <laughs> all the places you go. Oh if, man! If we had one here. Yikes! Right outside of Colony, they got everything else here. At Colony Square, yeah, right? They do. They should have a nice. They should have a snow cone machine, and give it to it for free. For free? Yeah. You know when you walk into what? What happens when you walk into um, uh, herbs? Oh yeah, ribs. What the happens? Woman say you want to give this a try. The woman comes out from behind there in yeah. a napkin and gives you a tip, rib tip, yeah, rib tip for free. Yeah. You know that's why you coming back, right? One of the reasons <laughs> you get something free. There you go. Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine. Give your taste. Give your taste. Yeah, ninety two nine. The game. Um, coming up top of the hour, Mr. Crenshaw is going to bring us up on well, a number of things locally, but uh, I'm going to maybe branch out a little bit more. So you want to stay tuned because I got some HBCU news. But um, how did you? I'm always interested for people like yourself who covered this event that are not covering it now, and wondering if you wish you were there. This now we had you know our shows were, were broadcasting from down there. Yeah, but you, the way you used to do it in Hoover. Mm-hmm. And stopping at Bucky's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you that's, that's on the way. That's gotta, on the way. That's, that's on the way. I gotta get that. Gotta get that brisket sandwich. Yeah, it's right there. And um, but would you have liked to have had had access for this particular one? Different I was there. Than, no, I'm seeing different than the way they do it now. Would you like to have been able to? Because it's it's, it's, it's is is it the access still the same? All right, so we'll start there then. So if oh, you yeah. say it like that, okay. is it still the same as it was when you were doing it years ago at Hoover? I mean, it's a, it's the same type thing. They they move, you rearrange. You got a different type layout of it. Hoover, you know, you know, hotel, and basically that's where everything kind of is. Here, you got the College Football Hall of Fame, which is adjacent to a hotel. So you got some different things you can do. It was here in 2018, and a lot of people complained because all the television was set up in the College Football Hall of Fame, and Radio Row was over in the Omni Hotel, mm-hmm. which you know. And some people were missing some of the parts of Radio Row, so they weren't seeing the coaches and players. Oh, yeah, they were come back around the corner. And, right, yeah, right, it right. Was... This was different. Um, this year, they had them all up on the second floor of the College Football Hall of Fame. That's where Radio Row was. So you had the big area downstairs where the network setup was, and the commissioner and coaches would go up and give their, give their speeches. And then they come upstairs, or players would come upstairs, or different people, personalities, come upstairs and jump on people's radio shows as Radio Row was all set up there. So that was different. If you talk with the people at the College Football Hall of Fame, they spent a year preparing for this um, to make sure that the, the place was wired with Wi-Fi up in that area that, that everybody could use. So a good deal of preparation, you know, went into this. It was free for people to get in because you, the fans, regular people, couldn't go on the tour of the place because they. But it was free to come in and be in the lobby and greet the players as they arrived. So you had people there who were dressed up in, uh, you know, when. Had one guy, old Miss guy, had on a T-shirt. Was, it, was there an organ? Lane, lane train, yeah, on the on the back. You know, I mean, you so so different days when you knew the school was going to be there. You had people, you know, well, one one Alabama guy showed up a day early, and he all kind of had all kind of stuff. He had a Paul Feinbaum book. He was going to try to get Feinbaum to sign it for him, and 
He got different, different. He had a whistle, something, something for Lane Kiffin. He had all kind of stuff. He had a bag full of stuff. And just hoping he'd get a chance to see some people, maybe get, get them to sign some things. And a lot of the players and coaches would take time to do that. So I, I thought that was neat. The other thing everybody agreed they liked it being here. Well, I can imagine. You that. know, it, they liked it being here. They liked the the, the atmosphere. Easy like flight in into place. the city. Easy into the city. Plus the the atmosphere, of the Hall of Fame. Uh, Tony Barnhart's been on the show with us, and he says this is great. It gives us the feel of NFL draft, right? It's something like that, which I think that's where this event is going. They're headed toward that, absolutely. They, TV they, they, show, they, they, you know what I mean? And for better or worse, and we kick that around some because for the longest it's been in Hoover, it's just been the players, coaches, media, a few folks down in the lobby. You know, and, and but but you know, and they never really thought about doing anything else. I always thought they were at a mall over in, and, and who goes to the mall? You got all that space. I'm gonna say you got all that space, right? Why not block the space off and say you want to come and tailgate for the week? And don't you know, SEC fans would have smoke flying over that place for an entire week. <laughs> they never did that. That's money. Again, I know. I know the SEC got money. I know the SEC got and money. And we're, we're looking at but, it but, because of the money. That's but but, there. That, but that's the money they totally left on the table. That they could have done. They're going to Nashville next week, next next year. Okay, that's going to be a show. Go up and down Beale Street. Well, yeah. I don't know. Is that we're going to get some music going? Yeah. It, it's going to be a different type thing. And I'm sure with Texas coming in, eventually it will go to Dallas. You know, it's going to Jerry's World. You know what I mean? I'm talking about they get the get, get the media days out. So I mean, it's yeah. But you, the you, thing you, is, you, 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 you can see a, a change maybe coming with it. You know what I mean? Because of the money, the increase of the money that's going on there. But and the we bigger about cities, money more than anything this week. That's what that's what money. I was getting to. But look, let me circle back around here because again, my initial question was you and the way it's covered. So all right, so it's not much difference than then versus now. No. My question was: Is the access that you wanted to get then maybe couldn't? Is it still the case now? They, I know they come out and they talk to everybody, and then psh, they're gone. Do they zip Saban in? He talks for however long he talks. Maybe does a one-on-one with with um, Feinbaum and gets on ESPN, and then is he out? I mean, they're, they're around longer than that. Okay, so I mean, also, he, he's, he, you know he, he's around there for for a couple of hours, you know. So he's talking to different people, moving around a different. Have you he, ever the different stations? CBS has a room set up. CBS TV mm-hmm. has a nice room. Now, they really hooked the room up. It looked like they were in a room with brick walls. They put a backdrop in there. It was really sweet. So certain people, they brought them in there and set them down to do this. So he had certain points and you know. So there were commitments that were made ahead of time. My point is, you're not gonna he's not gonna see Sam, who he's seen for the last X amount of years, who always covers the SEC and waves at Sam. And I know you're just at a radio station, you're not CBS or ESPN, but gives you a minute or two one on one. That's what I'm. No, that's what I'm asking. You have to go through the school for that. You know, probably and catch see him walking through the hallway at the hotel. He ain't gonna stop. He gonna Is he stop staying by that. the way tonight? Does he go back right back? I probably went right back. Unless yeah. you know, he ain't nobody to recruit right now, so he got stuff to do. You not spending the night in Atlanta? He may have, but he don't have yeah, to. You know, going down Spring Street. He's done that before. No, he hang around here. Hang around here if he can do some recruiting. You know. Okay. The news that came out what, last week. Imagine if you saw Steven at Top Golf. You know, no. <laughs> You know. Top coughing and then over at the, and picking up some herbs. Yeah, oh, that that would be good. That would be good. That would be good. Um, but we talked with Kirby. You know, Kirby Smart was was a big story this week. Right. Obviously, he got he got his money, and he's uh you know he, his thoughts about him. Um, people knew that's what happened, and that happened the day after he was there. I guess they didn't want to give him the money the day that he's going to be there. Everybody going to ask him about it. 
But uh, they waited yeah, that, the, that was a good timing on the uh, Georgia PR team to say, yep, let him have his press conference, then we'll make the announcement. Plus, it kept them in the news. Whoever was, you know, lined up for that day, they just completely overshadowed them that quick. I mean, that's pretty good on their part, I think. Yeah, it was. Smart thinking. Do you think his embrace, and I don't mean that literally, but in, in, in some regards I do, if you look at some of the footage they use, but his reminding people what his quarterback did last year and the conversation that was said about him that he addressed during this, talking about Stetson, do you was that a one-on-one sort of statement? That, that was solely for my quarterback to give him confidence going into this upcoming season. I think it also was kind of a you know, response to that his quarterback got no preseason accolades. He wasn't on any of the preseason SEC teams. He's not on anybody's All-America team, and you're the quarterback of the national champion. So I think it was just a little bit of confidence boost saying, you know, you're my guy, and we're going for this thing again. So, I mean. And the team overall was was, was like, what, fourth, third or fourth, as far as how they were picked to win the SEC this upcoming season. Yeah, they lost all them players on defense. We understand that. Yeah. But they went right back to Alabama. They went right back to the safe pick. Yeah, you agree? Well, it's for, no, it's for the West, not for the East. Georgia is the pick in the East. You know, they picked it and overall. They think Alabama. I'm thinking about overall. overall. Yeah, yeah, but but they won it last year. So, um, have know. we heard Kirby talk about um, his thoughts on the NIL, uh, nils? Not at all, because I I don't know if you want to get to your sound first. There, Where, where's that at? Oh, I thought Sam had brought one up. I apologize. That's on me. I thought Sam. Let's get let's get um, thirteen because I wasn't sure. If we had heard that, and I wanted to make sure of all the things he talked about, I had heard Kirby address this. Well, we're work- we are working on it because we got a bunch of sound. We got Jimbo. You, you didn't give me a heads up, so I got you. Oh, no, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. That is on. That is on me. Li- we'll edit all this stuff out. Folks won't hear it. <laughs> Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Again, the the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban. Um, didn't happen. Didn't happen. But more importantly, there was a massive insult that was thrown at all of us, which we're going to get to later on in the show, by Jimbo Fisher. Like, we're supposed to forget what happened not too long ago. And when he made his comments when he was asked a question about Saban, if you hadn't heard that, and we'll play that for you later on, but it was just the blatant, just... (laughs) It was insulting. It really. It's like when your kid goes and, and busts into the Cheetos and you catch them and you go, I ain't had none of that, while they're sitting there with orange fingers and around their mouth. All right, let's go to this uh, sound by uh, Kirby Smart. The NIL part, I like. I like the opportunity for kids to you know, walk on, to make some money and pay for school, a kid to send money home to his dad who's who's struggling with dials. I mean, we've got 95 dudes making money on NIL. Now, that ranges, you know. I mean, Brock Mowers and uh, Nolan Smith and Darnell Washington make a lot more than, you know, a walk-on kid, but they all get opportunities. Again, I, I hadn't heard his thoughts on it, and – Sort of along well, the well, lines I of, think I think most of the coaches you're going to hear say good things this, about it. Yeah. It's just the way that's been being put out there, and the fact that no guardrails. That's a, I kept hearing that from a, practically every coach. Um, NIL went out with no guardrails, and that's what what's uh, causing all the hysteria and getting people you know, excited and frustrated about it. Some uniformity, I think, is something that uh, you know everyone agrees on. From Kirby Smart to Nick Saban to Jimbo Fisher, some form of uniformity. So despite losing the players that they have, and I heard him talking about um, 
going into the season and the praise that they were getting, and Kirby reminded them, these guys ain't done nothing. You know, this particular team. I would has, say winning. This particular team hasn't won at all. But his thoughts on still staying hungry. I would say winning it all brings this sense of relief. And sometimes when you get relieved, you don't like to go work. Right. Are you still hungry when you ate? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, right. These dudes ain't ate. I got guys on my team that have not eaten. So they're hungry. And that's what we're talking about this year. I got a lot of guys that have not had uh, A.D. Mitchell, who's a really good wideout. He ain't really eaten yet. He had one year and made one play. Keely Ringo had one play. He had some bad plays also. He's got to get better so that he can develop for the NFL. He's hungry to go put good quality tape out there so he gets a chance at the NFL. But I got a bunch of defensive players who ain't done anything. So uh, it's not like we're sitting back thinking that we're we, we, we got to go get better. There you go. National Championship Coach Kirby Smart. I think that he gets that money for one other reason, too. Kirby ain't looking to go somewhere else. Oh, no. We had talked, uh, and we went back and forth, and we argued a little bit about that that, uh, Dabo Sweeney was waiting for this chair to get emptied in Alabama because of his connections with that team, that state. He would be going back there. Don't see it happening now. And he's getting paid like he's going to stay at Clemson forever. But we listen, there were still other stories that came out of not just what was going on with the SEC, but some of the other conferences. We're going to talk more with that with Chris Mahler later on in the show, and then you and I are going to revisit this and talk about this nonsense that came out of Jimbo Fisher's mouth. we we, we, we got to talk about that, all right? That will be later on in the show. Up next is approach the top of the hour. Remember, we're going to talk to Adam Alexander from FS1. Racing is going to Chicago, and Mr. Crenshaw is going to let you know what's going on locally. Up next, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app.